Good morning, podcast listeners. My name is Benji Virial, and if you recognize my voice, you've probably heard me on 11201 Podcast. But who am I kidding? The only person listening is my mom. Shout out, mom. So I'm back with a new project, better than ever. But this time, I ain't doing it alone. I got my ride or die, my brother, my day one. Jose, Manrique, Bessarel. How you doing, bro? Doing good. Excited to start this podcast off, you know? Yeah. We've uh, talking about it for how long? Uh, months. Months. months yeah. Months. But we finally did the planning, and we're here, ready to get the show started. But what's this podcast about? Or, wait, how did, how did you and I become friends? How did we become friends? Let's see. So, I don't know. Small, I'm a small boy from Tomball, Texas. If you know if you're from Tomball, if all my boys out there, shout out to y'all. Finally started a podcast. Um, Tomball, Texas, moved to Texas State University fall 2020, and then I ended up rushing fraternity uh, spring 21, and that's when I fell in love with you. I mean, you're <laughs> my best friend. Sorry. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so I came fall 2019 in Texas State. Uh, my sophomore year, I decided to join a fraternity where I met Josecito, um, and ever since that, we're the, we're the best duo out we there, baby. Where we've been, we went to Mexico. Shout out to our boy Angel. Went to there. went to Vegas. Went to Vegas together. Got, uh, you met a Tom Ball. I've been to San Antonio. Yeah, New Mexico. New Mexico together. Yeah. And we're still going. We're still going. Yeah. We're still going this week. Yeah. Places are coming, and we are touring. We're touring. Um, but uh. Yeah, but that's just basically a little about us. Um, so, what's this podcast about? Well, what is this podcast about? Let's see. Let me guess. I don't know. What do we both like? What are we wearing right now? Um, well, jerseys. A, I'm wearing a good jersey. You're not. Uh, uh, well, my jersey's uh, beautiful. Nah, Brand no, new. No, no, no. New guys, kit guys, of 2023. Get, uh, the camera going. We'll see who has a better jersey. Yeah, okay. Uh, but this, this podcast is kind of a... I think it's about soccer or football, like we like to call it around the world. Yeah. Uh... It's time to bring soccer to America baby. America, baby. You know, soccer is one of the most popular, actually the most popular yeah, the sport, most popular sport. popular sport in the whole world. But it's not popular in America. And why is that? I don't know, man. It's uh, a lot of people think it's boring. They say they say it's boring. 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 Have you watched baseball? No, only the no, no, my Astros. Cheaters, but well, that whoa, 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 that ain't soccer. Uh, but and I can't really talk because I'm a New York Mets fan, so it's a little rough out here. That's why I changed my sport to soccer. <laughs> but um, so we're doing soccer. Um, one because we love soccer. I actually used to play soccer ever since like three years old. I played for school. I played for club. I uh, had to stop playing sophomore year of high school because I got too many concussions. But I kind of, like, took a break from soccer. I didn't watch it. I didn't really, like, keep up with it. Like, obviously, like, you see on the news, like, oh, like, Messi did this. This team won that. Like, obviously, I paid attention to that. But I never paid attention to, like, detail, detail. I didn't follow a team, really. But then came to San Marcos, met Josito, started playing FIFA again, started losing. I, I, I ain't going to stick to losing. So we just constantly played FIFA. Like, what? We did best out of five. Best out of five. 
<laughs> every other night. I used to sleep on this guy's couch, so we played every like night. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he he's a diehard he's a diehard soccer guy. And, you know, I was like, you know what? It's, it's time to get it's time to get back into it. So I picked a team. Glory, glory, Manchester United. I bleed red, baby. And uh, who's Manchester United? Who is Manchester United? That's up to you. Dude. Oh yeah, that's on me that's because on me. Uh, your team sucks and mine's we'll the best. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that in a little bit. We'll but my team is Manchester United. Uh, we are located in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, our biggest rival is Manchester City, the Manchester Derby, blue versus red. Um, that's like the big rivalry we have. Obviously, we have others, but that's like the main one. We uh, are currently second year with a new coach, Mr. Eric Ten Hag, who I think is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing really. I mean, our history is that we are one of the best clubs in the world. Uh, there's. Uh, I would give you all top five. Thank you. I would give you all top five. Biggest, I, not best, biggest. I, I'll, I'll say that we are. Uh, we are the second best club in the world. And, you know, I, 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 w- I would love to say number one, but the facts are we just aren't. Yeah, not the facts, number. Facts. facts are facts. I'll explain it later. Yeah, but we have won 13 Premier League titles. Premier League is the league that Manchester United is in, which is maybe probably the best club or best league in the world. But we have 13. Um, we have... Uh, what is it? How many Champions Leagues? I believe we have three. I think it's four. No, who went? I think it's three. It's three. It is three. It's three. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's three. Um, but after that, we got a little bored, so they decided to create the FIFA Club World Cup. And we were actually the first team to ever win it. Oh, yeah, nice. a little, little fun I fact for you. Little, yeah, okay. little, little fun facts okay. for you. But uh, was a club World Cup? yeah, it was FIFA it was FIFA Club World Cup. Yeah, um, but we are one of the most successful clubs. We've been in a little dry spell, but United is coming back, and I'm on this podcast going to help y'all become Manchester United fans, baby. Let's go, Red Devils. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I guess we'll listen to Josito talk about his team and so, trash. Uh, my main team, we all know. Um, if you know me since I was like 12 years old, I have this thing like tattooed on my forehead basically. Uh, I support the best, greatest team of all time. There's no if, buts, or wins. It's the Real Madrid. This team, guys, if y'all don't know anything about Real Madrid, think about like the best of the let me just tell y'all something. The best players in the world want to play for this team. Yeah. And you we, you can ask the Man United supporter. They're greatest, one of the greatest ever players. Left that team to come to my team because he knew he could do better and do bigger things. You're welcome. Uh, well, you're welcome for the money. You're welcome for the money. <laughs> <laughs> we, we paid y'all a good amount. I think he was like a record transfer at the time in 09. And if you know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, but the... Real Madrid, man, this team, uh, I just grew up with it. Uh, my cousin, when I was like 11, 12, back in Mexico, he got me into the, he got me into soccer, like playing in the backyard. And there was only two options back then. It was just like either you're a Barcelona or a Real Madrid fan. 
and this guy was, you know, a Ronaldo fanatic, and I was like, well, this is my older cousin, he's pretty cool, so I'll just stick with it. So I just stuck with Real Madrid, there was no looking back ever since then. Uh, and just a little fun fact about uh, Real Madrid, we have 13 La Liga titles, which is 13 league, uh, I mean 15 league titles in our history. Uh, you know the club there. You know how you said Manchester United is the first club to win the FIFA Club World Cup. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have eight of those. So <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just a little right there. Um, I see five Super Cups. You know, nothing crazy. And twenty Spanish Cups, which is like the FA Cup. Okay. Um, and then the biggest thing we all say this. Y'all always hate me when I bring it up. We have fourteen Champions League titles. This is the epitome of a trophy for a club. And if you're like, if you're not winning your like league, the next best thing to win is a Champions League. Yeah, right. I yeah. think that's yeah, that's like the biggest honor a club can have. Yeah, I would I would give you. Oh wait, sorry, not the biggest club uh, honor. Actually, Real Madrid has the honor of the best club in the 20th century, awarded by FIFA. 20th century. That means the 1900s. That facts. That was our facts. We actually got a word. I looked it up on the website. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, that's just the basics of how good Real Madrid is. And obviously, like I told y'all, the, the best players in the world come to play at Real Madrid. They okay. really do. Hell yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it's more than... I mean, I, I can see you can back me up on this. Uh, supporting a team is more than just uh, what they win. You know, it's like the culture behind it, what yeah. they stand for. Uh, how it makes you feel every freaking weekend, even though it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know. It becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of you. Because, I mean, shoot. Uh, what was it? Real Madrid versus Man City semifinal. That one league. It was a. In the Champions League? In the Champions League, yeah, 2021. Oh, that yeah. That was the best day of my life. That was the one in the documentary? Documentary. Yeah. Yeah, documentary, yeah. that was the best day of my life, guys. I don't know if I know, but I had a bunch of guys uh, over at my, uh, my house in. Uh, Texas State, and we were watching this game. I don't know if if you know, you know, but uh, we were losing two. I think it was two one. It was two zero aggregate. Oh, uh, two zero aggregate. Right? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. It was like five something. No way. Yeah. Uh, let me. Can you keep you up? keep talking. I'll, I'll look it up. I think the first game was away at the at the uh, which is Manchester City actually. Manchester United is rival team. Uh, and. You said 2020? 2021. 2021. Yeah, 2021. Is it? Yeah, it should be 2021. Madrid ended up winning 3-1? Was that the second leg? Yeah. That was yeah. The so what was the first leg? Uh, was it 5-3? 5. 4-4-3? Uh, so aggregate is 6-5. 6-5. So, so, yeah. so it was 5-3. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm bad at math. 4-0. Respect. Why do, you, why do you support United? United, United. Um. Well, 
I wasn't like a big like obviously like I knew Messi, I knew Ronaldo, Landon Donovan. Like I kept up with more MLS soccer before anything. Like be- before I even even looked at Europe, you know. Yeah. And so I was just an MLS kid. Well, obviously, like playing FIFA, you get to know bigger, better teams. Um, and Manchester United always spoke to me. And one my very my very first pair of cleats, like when I took soccer serious. Were some David Beckham's, Whoa. the lime green, bright blue Adidas David Beckham's, and I was like, "Who's David Beckham?" So I looked him up. Having to play for Real Madrid, but before he played for Real Madrid, he played for Manchester United, baby. And if you want to watch a documentary, it's on Peacock called "The Class of '92." It's about that team that David Beckham was on, who won the first ever treble by an English team. So after that. I was like, okay, well, who's the current player for Manchester United right now? Boom! Wayne Rooney. And honestly, like, like you look at Wayne Rooney, you're just like, oh, like, what's so special about this guy, you know? Currently, he's the coach for DC United in the MLS. But when he was with Manchester United, my gosh, he was he was amazing. He was talented. Like, I, I like, like it. He was just one of a kind. Yeah, like. His grit, his just—I don't know what it was. Just looking at him was insane. Yeah, but yeah, that—that's like a little bit of why I like Manchester United. You know, like the history is amazing. We've gone through a rough spell, and when I finally picked up soccer again, started watching and paying attention to it, I was like, "Who am I gonna watch?" And I got made fun of. I got shitted on. But I got to love a comeback story. And that comeback story started last year with Eric Ten Hag coming in, coming in as the manager for Manchester United. And we are doing wonders now. Not like number one in everything, but we're on the comeback. And we're reshaping this club and bringing back the gloriness of Manchester United. But I, uh, I don't agree with you. Yeah. That's very good. Eric Ten Hag came in and he really uh, stirred the pot. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if y'all know, but last season we're talking... This current season is about to start 23-24. Yeah. Last season was 22-23. Ronaldo was at United. And this was a really hot take. I remember this happening live. Yeah. He he basically axed Ronaldo from the squad. Yeah. Which was never seen before, especially with, I mean, my go. That's my go. Hot take. Whatever. It's okay. Um, He asked him from, from, I mean, from Manchester United. Midway through the season, which was... It wasn't even like it was like going into the season yeah. where like everyone's like, oh, is Ronaldo yeah, gonna stay? Are yeah, they gonna yeah, send yeah. him out? Like, does Ten Hag want him? And then he starts on the bench. Yeah, he benched Ronaldo. Yeah, he yeah. benched the goat. I might. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, whoa. Oh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> my bad. Messi is my goat. Lionel Messi is the goat. Ronaldo's my goat. But I know Ronaldo's number two. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, well, he's one of the goats for Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. And you know. that's that's the crazy thing because he was like young, he was a kid, like he wasn't he even was like kid. he wasn't even the goat yet, yeah. like he was just a kid. And he was just a strong, yeah, man. yeah. Like, but and then everyone like thought Ten Hag was terrible, and then we lost four to zero, and then yeah. we lost like our first two games, and like it got embarrassed. Yeah, uh, plenty of times. Oh, we were Man City. You lost to Man City. Oh, yeah, we lost to Man City like what six to three, yeah. and it was really six to one, but like we scored two <laughs> goals in the. Yeah, and then yeah, but it, we everyone goes through their rough times. Yeah, everyone does. Everybody does. 
Madrid's coming soon. I'm calling it now. But that's a little about who we support, uh, a little about us, and we're super excited to start doing this podcast. Um, We really wanted to do something together. We're kind of bored just playing FIFA, honestly. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, we were just, we would just play FIFA, watch soccer, and we're like, I, I personally felt like there was something else for us to do. And what started happening was that America started taking soccer serious. Not too serious, but started paying attention to it. Paying attention, yes. Oh, I like that. And so, what happens? The World Cup's coming to America in 2026. Right? Yes. Yeah, 2026. Yeah, World Cup's coming to 2026 to the USA. Also playing Mexico and Canada, but USA is the big, yeah, mu- we have, what, big one. More, more of the oh yeah. yeah and then uh, Copa America, which is a South American country uh, tournament, like Argentina versus Brazil versus Uruguay, like all those countries. Well, guess what? USA got invited to the next one in 2024, which will also be in America. So what? That's two big tournaments in America. Correct. Uh, Olympics. Our soccer does take place at the Olympics, but the Olympics will be taking place in America too. And the GOAT decided to come to America and put MLS on the map. Lionel Messi is doing wonders and hasn't even had his first MLS game. He's only played in a tournament for Miami, Inter-Miami, and it is insane. So America is paying attention to soccer, but who is going to teach them soccer, and that it us. That is us. That is us. And this is the Bilin Dorks, baby. The Bilin Dorks, baby. That's how we do it. So, I just want to do a cheers. Cheers. To Josecito. Cheers, Reggie. We're doing this. Cheers. First of many. First. If you're, if you're listening to this first podcast, we'll drink it first. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Shout out to our other roommate, Bob. Put us on the Millers. Shout out, Bob. Shout out, Bob. So. Yo, one be- thing that we forgot to say. Oh. In 2025, the FIFA Club World Cup is coming to. I did forget about that. The United States. That, guys, think about it as the best clubs of all the regions. We'll get into that later on. They, it's basically the World Cup, but for clubs. Yeah. And that's going to be insane, guys. Like, we're talking the best teams from Argentina will be facing the best teams in uh, Spain. And the best teams in MLS will be playing the best the teams best in England. The best teams in MLS will be playing the best in England. Like, this is a world, like, legit world club, yeah. which so, is so insane. It used to be where the winners of each major trophy, like the yeah. winner of Champions League, would play the winner of CONCACAF Champions League. And so, like, that's how it used to be. But this There's only seven. Seven? It was only seven. Okay. And then now they're actually going to make it an actual tournament. 32 teams. 32 teams. 32 teams all around the world. That's insane. This is like March Madness of the world. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Well, we're, by the time that, that happens, this podcast will be big. And, and we're going to uh, be touring there. And, stuff and like we're going to be touring game live podcast. My day one fans right now, y'all better be there. Shout out to your mom. <laughs> For real, mama. Love you, mom. Um... But yeah, so that that would be insane. And they're trying to get Champions League soccer just to, to just to come and play in front of United or in front of American fans, because usually it's just in Europe. But they're I think they're at least trying to get the final maybe here. Maybe. I don't think you could do the whole tournament because the no, whole tournament's like legs. Yeah, but uh, but 
we know we've said a lot of stuff that probably doesn't make sense to any of y'all. Probably said stuff that you have no clue what it means. What are we even talking about? Who the hell is Messi? And if you ask that question, then something's really wrong with you. Yeah, come on, you gotta Messi. But we are here to help. We will teach you anything and everything. And once our social media starts running, we will have a form for y'all to fill out. Put your name, put the team you support, and ask us anything you want, and we will be here to answer. Yes, comments, suggestions, anything. Anything. Roasts. Yeah. We, we like roasts. Yeah, we know. We got Yeah. I'm a little emotional. <laughs> um, so, what is soccer? Wait, how many players on the field? Like, total or just on a team? On a team. How many? Uh, 11. 11. Okay. 11 v. 11. Beautiful. That, Beautiful. that consists of a goalkeeper. Four, or not, it's not even like a number certain because you could play with any formation you want. But yeah, four three three. It's it's the easiest one to learn, really. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a fan of a three five two. But well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, four three three. So you count that from the back. You got goalkeepers, the one. Then you have four defenders, two center backs, a left back, and a right back. Then you go on to the midfield, which are three. You got the CDM, which central the yeah. defensive midfielder. Then you have two, you have like a center mid and maybe attacking mid, yeah. or you just have two center mids. Um, yeah. So that's the three. And then you have a left winger, a right winger, and the main man, the number 10 or number nine, the striker. Striker. What does the striker do, if you mind me asking? He scores the damn goals. He gets all the attention and I would know because Manchester United don't have a don't have a striker, and we don't score shit. <laughs> Ooh, wait, just guys, tune into episode three till we talk about transfers. Yeah, well, just like well, uh, we're just here to talk about soccer for this episode. Yeah, we're here to talk about. We're here to explain y'all the, the basics. Yeah, because I could rant and rant and rant, but it's just about soccer, baby. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So it's eleven v eleven. Uh, you got the simple four three three. Uh, you have. Basically, three attackers, three midfielders, four defenders, and one goalkeeper. I feel like that's simple as that. Very simple, yes. Yeah. Um, anything, anything else I might see about uh, the player-wise? Uh, let's see. So, each player, yeah, I, mean, I mean, sorry, each position has their own number, you could say. So, number one would always usually be the goalkeeper. So, you, like, hear somebody say the number one. That means that they're the starting goalkeeper basically every week, twice a week, you know, uh, for... The defense, there's obviously four. And we said there's two centers, one left, and one right. Yep. Uh, the, the left and the right back are usually number two and three. And then the two center backs that sit in the middle are usually four and five. So Beautiful. players, like if you see any of those players with those numbers, that basically means they're a starter on the team. Yeah. Like those, yeah. Like, they're, like if they sign like a number, like if they give a guy that's a defender the number four, most likely, he's going to be starting every week for you. Yeah. Right? I think uh, I got confused with that because, like, Manchester United kind of, like, threw me off, really. Because, yeah. like, Ferran starting center backs wearing 19. Yeah. Casemiro yeah. CD is wearing 18. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. just take the damn. Yeah, like, like, no, these aren't, like, set in stone, right? Yeah. Obviously, you pick a number. But to have, like, an idea where you're talking with somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, bro, he's, like, a great number four. And you're like, okay, okay, number four, center back, defender. Okay, sweet. Like, you can put that together. Yeah. And then in the midfield, the CDM center defensive mid, 
You could also say he's playing a number six, a number six role, which is just holding the ball, yep. being defensive. And then number eight, which is kind of what Tony Cruz does, perfect number eight example. He's a box to box. Yeah. Box to box means he does everything, guys. This guy is running like 20 miles per game, basically. Like I don't think I'm exaggerating that a lot. Nah, no, if you don't think so. And then. Uh, like the, Let me see. 11, 9, and 7 are all the attacking ones. Yeah. Like, you know, CR7 and Neymar. Neymar. Think about that. And then number 10 is like the attacking midfielder, playmaker. Just think of Messi. Messi. Uh, so back for, in the day, if you're one of those guys. For America, our number 10 was Landon Donovan. Yeah. Probably the go of soccer. Or U, U.S. soccer. But number 10 now is my boy, Christian Puley. Puley. Sitch. Um. Yeah, but uh, so we're gonna rewind a little. Um, I just wanted to, uh, the reason why we're a perfect duo for this is because Josito knows all about European soccer, like all across the world, and I'm more of a American like sports guy. Like I keep up with all the sports: basketball, football, baseball, you name it. And I'm gonna try uh, Americanizing it for yes. the listeners. Um, so if you like hear the transitions, I'm just trying to make it easier for y'all to understand. But uh, yeah, let, let's continue. Yeah, let's continue with that. Yeah. So how many? How's the game set up? Is it halves, quarters? There are two 45-minute halves, a 90-minute total game. But uh, before like halftime ends and the game ends, there's added time. Which why, it, do they, why do they add that added time? You, um, you know, like injuries. Uh, I guess. Time Time wasting, delaying of the game, um, like they'll add extra time. Usually, it's not accurate. Late, they did come out with the announcement for this season. It will be accurate, um, but they're also including goal celebrations, which I think is uh, a little dumb because, uh, like, the guys want to celebrate, but they also don't want to add more time to the game. So, so, but that's another time. Um, but yeah, um, that's pretty much it, and uh, then, and that's just a normal regular season game. It can. Oh. So it goes forty-five minutes extra time, fifteen-minute break. Go get your beer. Go get something to eat. <laughs> Come back to the game, and it's forty-five more minutes of interrupted soccer. No commercials, none of that NFL stuff where it's you know commercials every time. Yeah. And that's why I don't like American sports too many commercials. But uh, honestly. You just pointing that out right now just made me realize like there are no commercials no, until halftime. Yeah. It's a straight forty five minutes. You can literally sit down for forty five minutes unbothered, turn off your phone, enjoy the beautiful beautiful game in front of you. Is it is so peaceful. Like like yes, like obviously I get angry like when my team loses, but like watching them, like it's just like it's just like a beautiful sport to watch. Yeah. Like it's oh just amazing. But um in a regular season game, it ends at the 90 minutes and, like, whatever extra time is added. If it's a win, loss, or draw, it ends like that. But in tournaments, it's uh, sometimes they go into two 15-minute halves um, of extra time. Uh, they play 15 minutes, a little quick halftime, and then 15 minutes again. If it's still tied, you go into penalty kicks, which is the most stressful thing ever. It's just the player, kicker, who's trying to score the goal versus the goalkeeper. One-on-one, like just from a spot. The ref blows his whistle. The guy goes to kick the ball into the goal. And, yeah, like from the spot. It's not even a run-up. It's literally just a spot. Yeah. We could say it's kind of like a free throw. Yeah. Or like a field goal, right? 
Free throw or field goal. Right, I, whatever that pressure is, put it times like 100. I don't care what Yeah, it's saying. way ah, more I'm stressful sorry. than a free throw. Uh, yeah. or, and penalties can also happen during the game, which is very stressful. But we'll yeah. get to the rules later on. Yeah, yeah but uh, I guess that's the whole structure. Right, it's one big field. It's a 110 to 120 yards long and 70 to 80 yards wide, which is a little wider than a football yeah. field. Yeah. Um, and, well, the, one, the fields with the natural grass are just – beautiful better healthier like for players yeah. like like turf fields are no no like i know from acl experience your acl are gone if you're playing on a turf field but um uh, i think that's the basically like like visual wise yeah uh there's there's boxes and boxes field. Um, but backtracking to win the game in penalties is the first of five penalties Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to score whoever, whichever team scores the first five penalties wins the game. Yeah. So if you miss one, you probably put your team at a disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're the first player. Especially if you're the first one. Like yeah, the first player the, sets, well, sets the, like, sets uh. Sets the whole thing up, yeah. The yeah. Whole, it's like a domino effect. Yeah. Because uh, once that player misses, like, they're like, oh, shit, well, I have to uh, make yeah, the next yeah, one. Yeah, like, I have to, which puts even more pressure. Yeah. So. But uh, anything else on, like, penalty game? Uh, Before we get into the rules, no, I think that's it's pretty basic game, guys. Okay, it's, really, it's not that hard. Yeah, yeah um, I think we, all we have left is the rules, and then the rules. Yeah, yeah let's do it. All right, so rules of soccer. Obviously, gotta play with your feet, except if you're the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper gets to play with his hands, but if a player passes back to the goalkeeper with his feet. The goalkeeper has to play it with his feet. If not, it will be a handball. Mm-hmm. Usually, probably in the box will will end up being a penalty kick because you can't handball. Well, just in general, like if you handball, the play stops, and then it's a, it's a free kick. And a free kick is. What do you mean a free kick? Like. Oh, a free kick is just uh, where you have you can set the ball wherever you have, and then there would be a. Uh, what's it called a fence or not a fence? But a wall. A wall. Yeah. Oh, so, so like, so if a foul happens, if a player gets box. taken out uh, outside the box, um, like or a handball or like just a show, like it just depends. Like there's refs, just like a just like a normal like any sport. There's in soccer, there's four refs. The main man who's running up and down the field. There's one on the left side who holds the flag to say out of bounds, offsides. Uh, Fouls, corner kicks, goal kicks, and then there's one on the right side too to make sure of that. And then there's a ref like between, like sitting between like the two benches and coaches uh, who is in charge of adding the extra time if anything happens like outside of the game. Uh, he takes care of that. Um, if foul happens, ref blows his whistle. You know the the usual like of any foul in any and uh, in any sport. Um, and then handballs. Uh, oh. If a ball goes out of bounds, that's it. It's a throw-in. Two feet down, together, head over your head, um, and you could throw it in. Uh, literally, I saw, I went to the Manchester United versus Wrexham uh, game in San Diego, and they literally scored from a throw-in. The center back for Wrexham threw, threw it in like it was a corner, but from a throw-in into the box, and they headed in for a set goal. Set pieces, man. Set pieces. Set pieces. What are set pieces? Set pieces. Anything where the ball is still and you have complete control of when they blow the whistle, that is a set piece because you can run a play. 
Yeah. You can run one of the plays that, you know, you, kind of like the NFL where you draw it out. Yeah. You can, you can do that in that play. Yeah. You can do it off a corner, which is where most people – like, if you're a team that doesn't have a lot of possession, free uh, free kicks and corners are your best bet to score against a team that's really good against you. Yeah, honestly, like, you can – you have to be paying attention to, like, pointing out the play – yeah. Cause sometimes they just—it just looks like people are scattered. Yeah. And sometimes I'm not gonna lie, it do look like that, but. But there's something to it. There's something to it. Yeah. yeah. Like unless unless pushing each other, they're trying to get in positions. Right? Unless you're leaning on Messi and that ball's right outside the uh what 18 yard box, right? Yeah. It's an 18 yard box. Um, if it's right outside that, he's making that. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. If you don't know what a free kick is and you're having a little bit of trouble uh, understanding or explanation. Or explanation uh huh. Literally just Google messy free kick. Yeah, messy free kick. Yeah, it. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, you think the wall would block it. Yeah. You think the goalkeeper could save it, but somehow it still ends at the back of the net. Yeah. Bin spot. Yeah. Bin spot every time. Yeah, but basically, like a wall just to like block the free kick. You sometimes, I mean, if the free kicks on the opposite side of the field or. Uh, like at near the half half line, like there's not gonna be a wall. They're just gonna play it. But if it's like near the box, near the goal, unless it's a penalty kick, there will be a wall. Yeah. And usually there's four people on the wall and a guy laying under them. Yeah. Cause sometimes they cook under the wall when they jump. Yeah. So and you gotta always cover the cojones. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, always have to cover the rough. Oh, you don't want to get pegged. Um, <laughs> but I think that's like just the game wise. I don't think there's anything like huge uh, after. Uh, uh, there's a, okay, so let's say you commit a foul, right? Mm-hmm. The regular foul, okay, they blow the whistle, game stops, free kick, like we just explained. So you stop the ball and then you pass it to with your uh, teammate. Um, and then, but let's say you get a little bit too aggressive, huh? Then you get a yellow card. Yeah. And first, like, the ref will probably be like a warning. Yeah, the no. ref will give you definitely warnings. Like, you can see it like in the game, she'll be like, hey, like, that's, that's been two times that you've been fouling a little bit too aggressive. Sometimes you do a bad tackle, bad challenge, automatic yellow, right? Yep. In soccer, you only have two yellows, and then you're out. Then they give you a red card. Yeah, and that, a red card means you're – well, you're out for the game, and – You're out for the, from the game. So your team plays with ten people now if you get a red card. Yeah. At disadvantage for – it can be the first minute, it can be the last minute of the game. It depends how bad that foul is. It depends how bad it is, you know? And then, but you're also suspended the next game. Yeah. And depending how bad it is, you could be suspended for two games. Three games sometimes. They review it. And sometimes, like, the red card gets taken away. Yeah, unless, unless it's two yellows, then it'll just be a one-game suspension. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you, you, could, you could screw your team over. And trust me, I know. Casemiro has done that plenty of times for us. <laughs> he never got a red card for him or two. That's hard to believe. And then well, he ends up getting two. And he ends up getting two. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, see, you admit to it. Barcelona. Barcelona. What happened to those finances, buddy? Whatever, whatever. But uh and then that, those those are cards, you know. Don't worry, there's no green card. Yeah, those are <laughs> Uh but uh after that, what happens like with the bench, with the coach? Like well the coach is has like his own little box on his side mm-hmm. where it's like the bench then a little box where the coach could stand like just move around like in the box he doesn't have to be sitting down like he could be in that box like coaching um and then it used to be you only get three subs 
But now, what, two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. They increased it to five subs, which I love. I love it. I love it. I love five subs just because, like, we get to see more players. Like, like, tactics get to change more. Like, Mm -hmm. because that coach is telling that player what to say when he goes on the field to tell the other players, like, what to do next. And so I just really think that, like, that means you can stack up your bench even more. You can have more depth. You can have more guys who are going to come in and, like, make a difference, which, like, it's like, which is just different than any... Because, like, once you come off the field, once you get subbed off, you can't come back on. Yeah. Like, you're done. You're done. You're done. You can't even come, like, you'll say the game goes into extra time for penalties. You're done. You're, you're, you were subbed off. Yeah. You come into the game again. So. Yeah, and it's not like football, basketball... I guess the closest thing to compare it to is baseball. When a pitcher is done pitching and he's done, he can't come back in. They bring in a different pitcher. Yeah. So, I, I think that's the best comparison... Because uh, basketball, football, you just you it's can come, yeah, like yeah, um, and so once those five subs are done and you still have other players, they can't come on. They're done unless you go into extra time, uh, like a, of a playoff of a tournament game, and uh, you get one extra one. Yeah. Um, I found that out on FIFA. Yeah, used all my five, <laughs> used all my five subs, and it was like the it was the hundredth ten minute, and they're like, oh, you could use one more. I'm like, oh. Well, shoot. Ended up being my super sub, and I and I won. Uh, but uh, I think like that's it. I can't think of any rules. Yo, managers who get yellow cards as well. And red oh, I I forgot about that yeah, honestly. Managers. You're not safe out there. It's like uh, it's like a coach getting a technical foul um, in basketball, but instead of getting a free free throw, like he just has to go sit down. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you have to. They get bans too. If you get a red card as a manager, you can't be. On the sideline with their team for two or three games, whatever. And you're probably thinking like, how can they get like cards? Well, you see on any like other sport, like coaches get mad when refs are blowing the game, and like, come on, the coach is gonna let out his fury, like, and but that's what the fourth ref on the side is for, because he's gonna calm him down, but he's gonna keep going. Then the ref on the field is gonna come running all the way over. And show them that card, baby. Um, but yeah, I think I think we got everything. It's, it's the basics. Yeah, there's nothing like feel. I feel like there's nothing serious after no, that. No, guys, like literally, soccer is probably like the easiest like sport. That's what I wanted to explain. So, uh, soccer is the easiest sport like anyone can pick up. Anybody. You anybody. all you have to do is kick a ball. Yeah. And even in net, dog, in Mexico, we get two rocks. Put them uh-huh. six feet apart. That's the goal right there. Or you that's like you on the wall, you draw the, the chalk wall, like of goal. Fence, you know, like the picket fence that we have out here. Yeah. From one post to the other post, buddy. That's the goal right there. That's all you need. You yeah. Need fleets, bro. Look at the kids in Brazil. They play with feet. They and just play on their feet. One of the best like soccer players in the world, right? Yeah. Now, just Brazilians. I honestly, that that's a good take. Like, I think Brazil probably produces the best talent. Yeah, because France with well, a hot take. They're not French. Most of their parents are, like, from Africa. Mm-hmm. And then they choose to play for France because they have a better chance of winning. Because they were, like... Who wouldn't do that, you yeah. know? I, I just hate that because, like... Yeah. I, I'm sorry, but, like, if I get to represent my main country, I'm representing my main country. And, like, you could be the guy to take them to yeah. the, to the yeah, championship all the way. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, if y'all don't know that guy player, he used to be he's a striker. He was one of the best in his time. He could have played for France, but he chose to play for Gabon in Africa because his dad was from there. You yeah, know? and that beautiful. Shows, like, loyalty, you know. I, he could have easily won the World Cup with France. Like I could play for USA, Mexico, or Thailand, and low key, 
I might be going to Thailand, baby. <laughs> uh, hey, did they uh, do that Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, and you're probably wondering, like, how does that make sense? Well, just like the Olympics, you get to go represent your country. Just like in the NBA, when the Dream Team, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Matty Johnson went to go play for USA... But when it came to NBA season, there's Chicago Bulls, LA Lakers, and Boston Celtics. So that's basically how it's run in soccer. You get to be on your club team and play for the league, play for two other trophies that involve that league, uh, play in the Champions League, Europa League. There are so many tournaments out there for your clubs. And then when the club season's over, it's international time. You go represent your country. You get to go play for the United States, you get to go play for France, Argentina. They all have their own federations, federations. Um, not just federations, other terms like the World Cup. The World Cup. The biggest cup. The probably biggest sporting event of all time. Yeah. Bigger than. Like, we're talking billions of people watching. Like, there's no way but to win. Like, it's bigger than the Olympics. Oh, yeah. It has like, to it's, be. It's, um, it has to be. But. This part is like might be a little long, but it's just for y'all to know who runs soccer, FIFA, which is the International Federation of Football Associations, which is actually based in Switzerland. I actually didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like out of all the places, Switzerland. I heard it's beautiful out there. I did hear. Very nice people. Never been to Europe. Uh yeah, yeah, me neither. I've only been to. I think the part of Mexico. Have you been to Canada? I actually have. Uh, yeah, I went to Vancouver. No, that was that was interesting. Yeah, I went south. Yeah, um, and then there are six regional confederations attached to it: the Union of European Football Associations, the UEFA, which runs Europe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, Europe. just making sure you're awake. Yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry. Uh, so basically, there's a like a UEFA tournament where like the European clubs get to or European countries get to play in a tournament for. Yeah, um, so they send the best clubs of all of Europe. In it's like a... Yeah. It, I keep saying March Madness, but like, it kind of is like that. Yeah. Like it, the best of the, each country goes into a big tournament. Yeah, the way like a tournament just ran is just very like... It's very... Like some tournaments go from group stage to bracket play to the final. And yeah. that, that's pretty and much it. Just bracket play. Yeah. And then uh, the CONCACAF, which is like... Uh, Canada, USA, North America, yeah, North America, Central America, and then I don't know how to pronounce it, Con Mebol. Yeah. Con Mebol, that would be South America, so we're talking the big guns, you know, Argentina, Brazil, Brazil. Uruguay, Uruguay, yeah, yeah. Those guys. South part, America, yeah. the talent of the talent. But yeah, that's a little breakdown of everything, and it was a lot, and we're gonna probably still talk about it forever, but that's soccer. And oh, hello, hello. sorry before we leave. Oh, yeah. Say goodbye. Soccer, guys, if, when y'all get into it, because you're going to listen to our podcast, it runs from August till May, guys. You have something to watch for so much of the It's year. a whole school year. And that's just club, right? And then let's say, oh, because we're in college right now. Go on summer break, buddy. You still have international soccer. So, yes, now there's always soccer year around. So, if you want to get into this sport, you would always be invested. Every weekend, there's something for you, which is yeah. great. It's amazing. I love it. It's the best sport in the world. Best sport in the world, guaranteed. But yeah, that's uh, us. I'm Benji Virial. This is the Ballin Dorks, and you probably have no idea what that name means. But 
You'll find out in the next episode. See ya. Later.